Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka. Joining me, of course, is Ziaul Raushan. And today we're talking about sports. Not quite. Is it sports or is it entertainment, my friend? Big question. You asked me a big question to kick off Friday's episode. <laughs> You've uh, followed the same suit today as well. Uh, it's a bit of both, if you I ask me. It has to be. Starting to question why I'm here. But anyway, <laughs> sports or entertainment, it has to be both. It has to be both. It's unscripted drama for a reason but as human beings we like we like to be entertained and that's why we watch sport so the reason we're bringing this up is because super bowl happened today uh and with every super bowl there's a halftime show i was listening to a podcast uh where a certain uh, shaka hislop uh, ex uh, west ham newcastle united goalkeeper was asked uh and these were a bunch of ex-professionals right would you watch the super bowl oh i can't be bothered i don't mm. know anything about that but shaka said yes i have to watch rihanna perform Exactly. Trinidad Tobago, yeah. Barbados. Uh, other than that, he had no care for the Super Bowl. And, and here's a question for you, Elliot. Chances are you don't remember who competed in last year's Super Bowl. I don't. But you surely will remember Dr. Dre putting on quite the show at halftime. Yes. Rewinding that nostalgia for all of us who grew up in okay. that era of Dr. Dre. Let's do it then. Your favourite Super Bowl halftime performance? I mean, recency bias aside, Dr. Dre stands out for me purely because it's the music I grew up with. Okay. But obviously, coming into this podcast, you mentioned that I I should have my favourite up my sleeve. So I did a bit of digging. Ooh, very um, good. And this might come up to you, judging by your age. 1993, Michael Jackson stands out, no? You stole that from me! <laughs> yes, that's the one where I don't remember who played, mm. but I remember 3,500 youngsters singing Heal the World Together. Exactly. And 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 in this is 1993. If it happened in 2023, it will be going absolutely viral. The yes. fact that it's still being talked about 30 years later is quite epic. And uh, to add to that, yeah. Prince in 2007 nice. sung Purple Rain nice. in the rain. And I think that was quite yeah. magical. And obviously, it's Prince. So there comes the big selling point, right? Beautiful, and yeah. the big question that we're trying to tackle is, is it sports? Is it entertainment? I think the American model is to give you a bit of both. Mm. Notable mentions, Madonna back in 2012. A brilliant performance there. Bruce Springsteen, The Boss in mm. 2009. Beyonce, 2013. Rolling Stones, 2006. Lady Gaga, 20. 2017, uh, there was also Katy Perry in 2015. I remember that one. There were like sharks dancing. Mm, yes. <laughs> what the heck was going on? Uh, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson, 2004. How about that one for a throwback? Uh, Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, 2016. That one was special. Beyonce, Coldplay and that Bruno was, Mars. That was. I I had. A, I looked forward really to the Jennifer Lopez, Shakira one. Mm. Um, I thought it would have been a weird combination, but oh, wow. How can you not admire these two amazing? Amazing performance. So, uh, is it sports or is it entertainment or is it just an American thing? I think it's an American thing because purely they want the biggest bang for their buck. Therefore, yeah. they clump everything together to give you this holistic experience. Quite recently in December, I was in America and I attended an NBA game for the first time in my life. Mm. And I can tell you, I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I watched the Lakers play at the Crypto Arena, I believe they call it, in Los Angeles. And I can tell you, not being the biggest basketball fan, I got nosebleed seats, which means it's right high up because I'm not going to completely waste, blow my budget on tickets being expensive. Right. Right, But I can assure you that the entertainment value is there. Every time the players take a break, there's entertainment, there's cheerleaders, there's music, there's mm. just, just a whole bunch of stuff 
put together to yeah. give you this holistic experience. <laughs> Don't I need to add on fan cam, kiss cam, yeah. these kind of stuff. So it's a whole experience, and I do think it's very American. And the example I like to quote is F1. Yeah. I worked in F1 pre-Liberty Media, and then after Liberty Media yeah. came along, and you could see the difference. To start with, Liberty Media being American, they've taken now three races into America. Yes. Vegas being one of them yes. this year, and they're just making it an entire spectacle in terms of the driver walk-ins. There's more profile to them. Mm. Drive to Survive on Netflix is part of this push for entertainment to create storylines to keep people hooked. And I think in this day and age, it's important to give the viewer both. Yeah, I saw a New Year's Day game uh, at Madison Square Garden. It was uh, mid-tier seats because I. I am a slightly more basketball fan. Not totally. I don't know everything there. Uh, but I was asked by uh, an American guy uh, who is an actual fan. Say, oh, you, you love the Knicks? Uh, I mean, what drew you to this place? And I didn't say the Knicks. I said Madison Square Garden. Of course, yeah. You know, it is that that, that Iconic, old package, yeah. right? Uh, the machine gun shirt thingy. Of course, <laughs> yeah. But on to your F1 point. That's a very good one. I'm sure you have a lot of fa- friends, uh, and fans maybe, but <laughs> friends who start... Or, or rather, they wait until the concert lineup is announced before they buy tickets to the Singapore Grand Prix. And it's all about the concert. Like, I went uh, with a colleague of ours, uh, Edmund from Sound Engineering, uh, and the only reason he went to F1 was to watch Suede in concert. Mm. But I actually went there. I wanted to watch. I mean, we're, we're both F1 fans. We understand that. Uh, but it's odd. That it's nothing to do with sport. 100%. I think that's why Singapore are trailblazers in terms of putting this package together in this part of the world. When the night race came along, they were the ones to tag it to the concert. Yes. Purely because then your target audience is doubled. Yeah. You're not just targeting pure motorheads or petrol heads, right? You're yeah. targeting the concert goers like our colleague Edmund who went and bought a ticket, probably a walkabout ticket that will grant you access. 250 bucks. Exactly. Spent. And you can see other countries have tried to follow suit. I remember before the Malaysian Grand Prix ended, yeah. there was one year they had Usher perform on a Sunday yeah. just to copy that Singapore model to give them that entertainment perspective. And I think it's equally important that from a marketing perspective, you give fans much more to mm. look forward mm. to. Abu Dhabi took it to another level, naturally. Of course. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we can talk on a separate broadcast about how the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix is backed and what yeah. comes into it. So yeah. you expect it. And also the timing of Abu Dhabi, it's the season end. Yes. It's the end of a long, hard slog for the drivers, for the circus, the F1 circus that goes along. And there's just overall a good vibe in Abu Dhabi. So the entertainment is a part of it. Imagine right now you had Bernie Eccleston here, the, the the former commercial boss of Formula One, and we were to throw this question to him, you know, is it sport or is it entertainment? I'm 90% sure Mr. Eccleston will reply, it's about making money. Exactly. That has to be the end goal of it, right? Yeah. Whether what brings in the tickets, it doesn't matter what brings in the tickets. You talk about posing a question to Mr. Bernie Eccleston. I'm thinking about posing a question to my wife, for example. Let's say I right. want to go out to F1 weekend. She's not the biggest Formula 1 fan apart from liking Lewis Hamilton, for sure, example. Sure. So how do I sell it to her then? Hey, if we go, you possibly could get to watch Bruno Mars on the Sunday. Yeah. Boom, that's an easier conversation for me. So even from a bringing people along together perspective, if you dovetail it with different aspects that people can look forward to, then there's more money to be made, mm, like you said. Mm, mm. There was one year I didn't want to go to F1. I don't know why I didn't want to go. I think I was just tired maybe. And then my wife says, let's go. I'm like, ah, oh, but you know the traffic going home. But this concert is happening. We must go and watch. I've never seen this person perform before. And I went, 
that's your priority. Exactly. And the last concerts. year, last year when F1 came back to Singapore after the pandemic, it was as much as hosting F1, but also hosting large scale yes. concerts after such a long time, a long yeah. void, shall we yeah. say. So it all plays a part in terms of bringing entertainment back. And I, yes, we are going on about the F1 example purely because it happens in our backyard, but the world over, there's so many examples mm. of bringing entertainment together and it's not just paid entertainers like yep. Rihanna who performed at halftime today or Michael yeah. Jackson in the years sure. gone by. There's other facets of entertainment that comes with sport and I think that's why it's a very, very difficult to an- question to answer. Well, I mean, that's why you have your models like Liberty Media, right, who who buy the sport uh, with a view for so many other opportunities, very much like an octopus. And these artists, right, they don't announce their concerts so soon as far as F1 goes. is because they're looking, hey, wait, this is on the way. I'm doing my world tour in the Southeast Asian region. Yeah, I'll do an F1 stop. Exactly. And, and then I can say I've performed in Singapore. Yeah. And even F1 Night Race, the Singapore Grand Prix organizers, they launch it day by day. They launch your Friday yes. X first, then yes. your Saturday X first, then your main event, your Sunday X. So they know the value of bringing entertainment to these sporting events and making a weekend out of it, a festival out of it. And I think the American model is very much making it a festival of entertainment, <laughs> entire entertainment. Similar like when we had NBA experiences, when we go out to an F1 weekend and all the more, I, I don't care for in NFL I'll tell this very openly yeah. I don't care much for it yeah. but would I like to go to a Super Bowl of course I, I would, would. see the halftime exactly. show the pyrotechnics and everything and wow. if, you, if you have time go look it up on YouTube yep. the production value of yes. that Rihanna performance I know Rihanna we live in 2023 so technology is at its peak but go look at 2007 Prince yes. as well yes. ahead of its time more often than not and with the, the number Michael of Jackson exactly one. and I'm sure you've been involved in conversations where people discuss oh how much must it be to uh, advertised during halftime. It's so, the viewership, Huge. it's at its peak at halftime. Not so yes. much for the sports. And I go back to my point earlier, you may not remember who won the Super Bowl unless it's Tom Brady, but you will remember who performed at halftime. It's the same thing like your Premier League broadcast or even back to last week with this whole idea of the Super League where at the end of the day, go take a look at the sports, right, to advertise while these big games are going on. Champions League final, you know, for that matter. Last last Champions League final, I, I believe they, I can't remember who, but they had an R&B artist yep. uh, perform. And I was like, wait, I was, since when does this happen in football? But they're catching on. And a few years ago, Dua Lipa performed and yes. then it became an anthem, an unofficial anthem yes. for Liverpool. We saw it recently at the World Cup. Morgan Freeman was involved in the opening ceremony. Yeah. It, it It's catching on. It's catching it, on. Yeah. There's no way you're going to avoid it. And hey, if you're being entertained before the actual unscripted drama, why not, right? So if you were, and, and this is a separate conversation altogether, just to wrap things up uh, on a lighter note, if you were a professional sportsman, right, let's say you play football, a professional footballer, would you listen to your wife's advice? Uh, depends. Depends what sort of advice. If she's asked me to swap Manchester United for Liverpool, possibly well, not. Advice on your game. Like, for example, I I, I, I box yeah. uh, and, and uh, I do competitions and uh, my wife gave a piece of advice the other day and I had to control myself. It's like, you know, you really don't understand what I'm going through when I'm in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that could have gone out of proportion. Yeah. You can imagine. Uh, <laughs> 
put yourself in my situation. I, I would pay to listen to that podcast. But no, I, 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 I take your point completely, Elliot. But the, 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 the good reason to listen to your wife or any observer who's close to you, I guess, is they might have a slightly more objective view of things because let's say you're a boxer, you're completely entrenched in the heat of the fight. Sure. But whoever's watching on has a more objective view. And no. They may- <laughs> when you get punched, there's no objective view. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't disagree. Maybe I'll bring it back to football in yeah. terms of... Yeah. Yeah. positioning in terms of taking my man on or not taking my yeah, man on yeah, or yeah. in terms of putting my leg in or not putting my leg in I guess a macro perspective will help and I guess you just need to be willing to take it from a trusted source rather than every Tom, Dick and Harry So you brought this article up uh, earlier this morning this uh, South African golfer uh, Oki Stridham if I'm pronouncing that right um, listen to his wife uh, with regard uh, to whether to take part in the uh, Singapore Classic or not and uh, well history was made for him. Yeah, certainly the article caught my eye because of the headline along the lines of happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah. My question, if I get to speak to this golf- golfer, is <laughs> how many times has his wife been right though? I'm sure she tells him plenty of advice over the calendar year and she's obviously come out trumps in this because he's gone on to win. Yeah. But you need to take that advice at the right time as well, well I guess. All she, all she, I mean, you talk about time, right? So it's interesting. All she said to him was, I mean, he was contemplating should he take part or not? And mm. she said, maybe this week is yours. Boom! And, and, and I, he won. <laughs> I guess that's all the motivation he needs. But just to throw into caution to the win, hindsight's always twenty twenty. That story wouldn't have come out if he didn't win, right? To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.